Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffbauer coming to you from my studio here in Alvin, Texas, and this is the Dear Doc Podcast. Today, we're going to be interviewing somebody uh, who is a member of the business of, of dentistry. Um, Loren Berlin, you have got quite the storied history in dentistry and qu quite a bit of longevity, too. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to talk to you as both a dentist and an entrepreneur. But first, a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffpower, founder of the Business of Dentistry and host of the Dear Doc podcast. Today, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors. 4G Dental Labs has been a sponsor of the Business of Dentistry for over two years now. They're a family-owned business located here in Houston, Texas. They're fast, they're reliable, but best of all, they provide affordable quality. They're just plain, honest, good people. For our TBOD members, for your first 20 crowns, every fifth one will be free. Contact 4G Dental Labs at 833-682-8901. Again, that's 833-682-8901. Or you can mail or even just stop by. Jeff Guidi, the owner, would be glad to see you. Okay, folks, we're back. Loren, how the heck are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? Man, I'm doing fantastic. That pink shirt just pops. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'd try to look my best for this. I like your uh, Marvel cap. Oh, well, well, thank you. Yeah, my, uh, my, 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 uh, my chair here in the background. So yes. I actually um, met you at a, a dental festival in Florida. And uh, the first thing I told you, I, I don't know if you remember or not, is, man, I've got to introduce you to a friend of mine. Uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Stephen Mountner, uh, and I introduced you guys. You have a very similar sense of humor, and uh, I, I, I think it's one of those things you have to develop uh, whenever you have great longevity in dentistry. You have to develop this kind of a, a callous <laughs> because of some of the things you have to deal with. But um, I don't we're know gonna... which came first, the sense right. of humor or the longevity <laughs> in dentistry. Absolutely. So let's get a little bit into uh, your past as um, as a dentist and also uh, what you've done as an entrepreneur. Um, I'm sitting here with a, a whole tabletop of, um, of different things that one of your companies produces, and we're going to get into what all that is in a couple of minutes. Um, but um, how did you start this path? I mean, when, when did you become interested in dentistry and why did you decide to go to dental school and what was your early career like? Well, uh, I come from a family of bad teeth and no teeth. <laughs> so dentistry was always important to, to me. I mean, my grandmother used to corner me. She had a few teeth. Most people had no teeth. All my relatives lived within a couple of blocks. And uh, she would corner me and she'd show me her partial denture, uh, which was special because everybody else had dentures or no teeth. And she'd say, if you were a dentist, I'd have all my teeth. So, you know, I, I always had an interest in teeth. And then when I was right. in high school, I had to get a job. And there was a dental laboratory close by to my high school on top of my favorite hot dog stand, in fact. So I walked in one day and I got a job there. And I started out, you know, cleaning up, making plaster. 
And I just got into, they, they put me into the denture division. And later on, you know, one of our regular clients, he hired me to work in his, in his practice as his uh, personal denture concierge or, you know, I would be there at the wax try-ins and he taught me tons, Dr. Unterman about, about dentures. And, you know, he taught me that a good looking denture always seemed to fit better. <laughs> and he taught me about wax try-ins and the importance of wax try-ins. And he just, he just really taught me a lot about dentures. And that was when I really fell in love with dentistry because, you know, dentures were the original cosmetic dentistry. I right. mean, they were the original, they were the original plastic surgery, actually. I mean, somebody without teeth, and then you put in a set of dentures, you change their whole face. Absolutely. It's, it's like they've gotten a facelift if they're well made. Yes. But you're not just changing their face. They're cha you're changing their lives. I mean, you're turning these disfigured cripples into, you know, regular human beings. You're giving their lives back. And that was when I decided to go to dental school. I figured, you know, I, got, I can't uh, work in this dental practice forever. I wanted to do more. So, um, you know, so then I went to dental school and then I did a residency in Texas in the great state of Texas in San Antonio. And I fell in love with Texas. <laughs> I stayed there for another 35 years. I practiced in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, you know, this is like my... I think I, this is my 51st year in dentistry. <laughs> That's a long freaking time. So, so now, Loren, you mentioned that you, um, you got to Texas as quick as you could, which is what I did. I, I was born in Louisiana, yeah. and I, I like to tell people I'm not a native Texan, but I got here as fast as I could. Yeah. So where, where were you coming from? Where did you grow up? You mentioned your favorite I, hot dog stand. Well, that was Chicago, of course. <laughs> it was either hot dog, Italian beef, or pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and euros. But uh, no, I did the residency in San Antonio, and then I stayed there. And then, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, I ended up, I was going to go back to Chicago in the middle of the winter, and my car broke down, and the guy I knew from high school was living there, and I ended up crashing on his couch. And then it was like 70 degrees in Dallas, and it was 20 below in Chicago. So then I got a job working in some clinic, uh, I would come in at nights. I was being paid $17 an hour. This is, this is, you know, and I hear dentists complaining. I go, you guys don't know how good you have it. These DSOs take care of you. I mean, we had nothing. Uh, and um, I, I did that actually for about two years. I got a job teaching at Baylor. And then I put together enough scratch and I took out a loan and I opened a practice in downtown Dallas. And, uh, so what, so what, what year was that? The arts district. So what year um, I opened up the practice in 1984. And how much did it Long cost time. you to open? And how much did it cost you to open the practice? Uh, I think my initial loan was 180,000. And how much was your education? Well, I did um, I did 3 years of college. I got in early uh, to dental school. Did 4 years of dental school. And then I did the AGD residency in University of Texas, San Antonio. And what, what was the total cost of your education? Oh my God, it was very cheap. <laughs> I think to, I went to a private dental school, uh, Loyola Dental <coughs> College. They're, they're closed now, 
but it was a great, great school. And um, I think tuition was about 4,500 a year back then. So, you know, I think that my total student debt was somewhere around 15,000. And then I got a stipend during the residency and, uh, yeah, it's a lot more expensive these days, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I was I was talking to one of my old um, one of my old bosses. One, actually, the first guy, only guy, really. I worked for two dentists before uh, starting my own practice, and um, he he was talking about all these young dentists wanting so much getting out. And I said, "Well, how much was your tuition when you got out?" He said, "Well, I I had ninety five hundred dollars worth of debt." And I said, "Did you know these kids have a half million? Yeah, no, you put that in perspective. He was completely floored. I said, okay, so you, you start a practice and your, your nine share practice, your nine share practice costs you about 650,000 to build all in and you own the property and everything in it. But if you want to build a practice today, you're looking at a half million dollars minimum to build a decent four or five chair practice. It's, it's amazing. Just the amount Um, I I looked at a, um, I looked at a chart the other day, that was showing the uh, what they call dental inflation. And um, it, it was showing the uh, amount of insurance coverage back in 1970 versus now, which is almost the same. It, it went from $1,000 indemnity to an average of $1,250 over here recently in 2022. And um, it should be, according to that chart, from the cost, the rising cost of treatment, it should be $23,819. <laughs> To, to have the same value yes. that the thousand dollars did back then. And it's, it's just such a train. It's, it's just such a changing landscape. I, I think it's always really valuable to have somebody on who has been in, in dentistry for so long, because you can kind of attest to how things have had to change and how you've had to change as a practitioner and as a business owner um, to continue to make profits. I mean, sure. Your school loans may have been paid off a long time ago, but it, you're still looking at cost of, you know, cost of goods sold. You're still looking at, you know, cost of electricity, rent, and employees that that go up. So, talk to us a little bit about what you've seen over all this time. I mean, you've been in dentistry for longer than a lot of dentists I know have been alive. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Once you hit fifty, everybody's younger than you, and I'm I'm way past that. <laughs> right. uh, well, I mean, dentistry has seriously changed. Dental insurance hasn't changed. Well, it has. It's gotten way, way worse. Because right. I mean, I remember when it started. You know, uh, it was a thousand dollars max, and now you say it's twelve fifty. Right. Well, that's, that's the average. The, the best plans go up to twenty five hundred, unless if you or actually, I had one congressman come in once. They had fifty thousand dollar benefit, and it, that that just it blew my mind. $50,000 benefit. So what does that tell you? Oh, told me it was something I already knew. <laughs> that, that tells you a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, dental insurance, you know, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I never took it. Um, I remember when Delta first came out, you won't believe this, but when Delta first came out, people were saying Delta was going to save dentistry. That was like 30 years ago. Right. And well, for one thing, you know, we didn't have the communication that, you know, y'all have nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, we didn't have the business of dentistry. <laughs> so we would meet like on 
all the downtown dentists, we would meet for breakfast on Tuesdays at a cafeteria. And I remember everybody was joining Delta. And I I just said, I'm not going to join it. I read the contract and I said, you know, I, I run my own business and suddenly I become their employee, but I, I have all the liabilities and all, and none of the benefits, you know, I'll just work for myself. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but I am not going to join this thing. And, you know, about 10 years later, the tide turned and everybody was wearing these t-shirts back then saying Delta sucks. But, um, (laughs) you know, the good how pre- thing is how that, prescient. Yeah, <laughs> how, how come? Yeah, it's a good thing that dental insurance sucks because you know people spend their money on everything. Uh, look at look at all the full arch treatment that's going on right now. Uh, this these are cases that range from you know anywhere from twenty five and up for an arch, and there's lots of them going on. Absolutely, but uh, you know there's also but for every full arch going on, there's probably a thousand uh, full denture. Absolutely. Well, uh, when you, you look at the cost, you know, a lot of these people, them losing their teeth doesn't make, mean they have any more money or make any better decisions. You know, so yeah. a full arch treatment is probably going to be out of most of their ability to pay for. Um, you know, people who lose their teeth, they tend to be in a lower socioeconomic bracket. Um, they tend to be less educated and, you know, they tend not to have a whole lot of scratch. You know, I, I remember I had a, a lady who came in one day and she balked at my price for a full denture, which, you know, our, our high end custom, you know, the nicest teeth, all that kind of stuff was like 2,500. And she said, well, when I got my original dentures, they were only 125. I said, how long ago was that? And they, they were horrible. The, the pink was yellow. Have you seen yeah. that whenever it ages? Oh, yeah. And uh, she, she said, well, 30 years ago. And I said, well, you, you got your money's worth. <laughs> so, but this is what it costs um, now. And, and, you know, you talk about dental insurance. A lot of these people do have dental insurance. But once they right. saw a dentist had all their teeth pulled and got dentures, they stopped going to the dentist and they started going to the drugstore. Right. And that's a real problem, you know, because usually these crusty old dentures you know, they're full of bacteria and fungi. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, within six months, 80% of the dentures out there, when they test them, they test positive for candida. And a denture wearer is twice as likely to have thrush or pneumonia as a non-denture wearer. And if they sleep in their dentures, you know, wear them all the time, they're four times as likely. Right. So, you know, this is a health issue. They're all... Even if they, they think they're functioning, they're not. It's just that they're chronically ill and it becomes a new normal. And I think that as a, as a profession, we're failing uh, these people with no teeth or false teeth or terminal dentition. Um, yeah, we, 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 I can tell you, uh, dentures have become my wife. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people are very... They're afraid to go to the dentist and it's not always money. They're afraid to be judged. Right. Absolutely. There, there is definitely a huge psychological component uh, to dental phobia. Um, and, and, and I don't mean just the phobia itself. I mean, you know, fear of being judged, you know, they know they've made bad decisions. They don't need to be told. They, they know right. that already. They're, they're looking for help. 
you know, look, I, nobody needs us more than these right. people. You, you mentioned uh, something, and I think it's really relevant to bring up today, and that was um, people who wear their dentures and they sleep in them are four times more likely to have, you know, a thrush-based pneumonia, I believe what you said, right? Thrush or pneumonia. So, um, yeah, I was, I was wondering about that. I was like, man, fungal pneumonia, that's got to be horrible. So the, no, or, or both. <laughs> so the question I have for you is, well, today, what we're taught, what we know from, um, from following these cases is that people who sleep without their dentures are more likely to die from OSA. So yes. how do you balance those two things? And that, that's going to give you a good lead into one of your products, which is why I, I wanted to give you that opportunity, which by the way, guys, um, we don't, we don't have any kind of financial interest in this company. Um, but um, Dr. Berlin is, is one of our group members and he makes some really fantastic products. So I do want to showcase a couple of those. I believe that would be your dental appliance soak cleaner. Is that correct? Yeah, is that the one that's. Well, we have. Uh, we have the liquid, the concentrated <clears throat> liquid crystal soak cleanser. It's okay. the only concentrated liquid soak cleanser that kills candida, strep, uh, staph, actinomyces, E. coli, and a whole lot more. And, it doesn't, but does it kill COVID? Uh, <laughs> what does? Who the heck knows? Right. Now I'm worried about monkeypox. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Oh, yeah. We, look, it's nothing to laugh about. Who the hell knows what's popping up these days? But, you know, you, so if they're going to sleep in their dentures or they, it doesn't matter when they wear their dentures, they should soak it in their liquid crystal for, if they do it every day, five minutes, you know, 15 minutes will kill everything. And, but, the, you know, you brought up something that's really important to me and it's been so neglected by the dental profession and it's so needed. And what, what you're saying, they're much, their dentures are much more likely to suffer from OSA, yep. obviously for obvious reasons. And of course it's better if they sleep with their dentures because it keeps the airway open. But again, what I'm talking about is that dentists are not reaching these people. They, they are aware of their snoring they're aware of OSA, but they don't know what to do about it. And you see so many dental sleep medicine doctors, and we have tons of them as clients because they just love our, uh, our ultrasonic cleaner because it fits both arches. You know, most sonic cleaners only fit one arch, but ours fit both arches. And let's face it, most um, airway appliances are two arches. They have to be. And right. it also has a timer five, 10, and 15 minutes, USB or electric. But anyway, and the liquid crystal kills everything. But I talk to them all the time. Thanks for showing that. And I say, you know, Doc, you're missing the boat. They, they say, what are you talking about? I said, do you realize there's over 41 million Americans with dentures? And they go, no. I said, that's, that's way more than all the people put together in Canada. Yep. That's probably like one quarter at least of all adults, you know? And denture wearers, this is contrary to what everybody expected. They are getting younger and they're living longer. So there's yeah. more of them all the time. I, uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I think what's happening is that people are seeing dental care more and more as a luxury. And so their problems are accelerating 
to the point that even someone who is relatively young and plus all the acid and all of the sugar and all the drinks everyone's drinking and, you know, the hectic schedules, they're not, they're not doing what they should do. They're not doing the basic things they should do to keep their mouths healthy. And so they're getting to a point where their caries is so bad where they don't really have a choice financially. It's, it's extractions. And as, as most of them like to say, I just want to be done with the problem. Well, they don't understand. Uh, they're, you know, it's not, it's not done. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why they're getting younger. There's, you know, as you say, the diet, uh, drugs and, you know, both medicated Absolutely. and illicit um, genetics. Genetics are huge. It's always, de dentists tend to deny it, but genetics is huge. And um, trauma, trauma won't end. And right now, cosmetics. I mean, Instagram is driving it among young people. I see it on these right. denture Facebooks. You wouldn't believe denture Facebooks. There's a, a hundred of them at least. At these Facebook groups and they have thousands of members and hundreds of posts every day. And I see young people, they're missing some teeth. They've got some flaws. And I'm thinking, you know, I would have done nothing. These are young, good looking people. I'd say, you know, right. wait, get a flipper, get braces, do nothing, you know, until you can afford it. And they're getting dentures and they're proud of it because they want to look good. But anyway, going back to the OSA, because this is really something that I, I think is just fantastic, where dentists can really help people. You've got 41 million Americans with dentures. The number is growing. They're all adults. And if you can get them into the dental office and screen them and explain this to them, because you really, if you can get like a couple of implants in there, and go from an overdenture or use the implants to support an airway appliance, you will not only improve these people's lives by one, they're gonna eat better, they're gonna feel better, they're gonna look better, but most importantly, they're gonna breathe better and live Absolutely. longer. And this is something that is, is so important. Um, we're, I'm developing a, a, a site. It, it's live, but it's, it's not really been launched, denturewares.com. And, you know, you're going to see there's a lot of questions about it. And I think that for a doctor who's doing dental sleep medicine or doing implants and um, full arch cases, they really need to start looking at the airway. Absolutely. And, and well, both ways. And airway, you know, Right, dentists, the air, airway and, 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 and the dentists right. themselves, exactly. They need to um, work together. I, I, I believe that the, stat, uh, the statistic is there is a 40% decrease in chewing efficiency um, if you have a denture with implants. And I believe it's an 80%, it's either 70 or 80% decrease in efficiency of chewing uh, if you have just plates upper and lower without implants. Um, you know, so you think about this on the on the level of what really, you know, what I've always as a dentist believed, which is that we are the physicians of the mouth. We need to be thinking like actual physicians and think about where all of these roads lead. You know, if you have a patient who is in dentures, you are causing malnutrition for that patient. If that patient is malnourished, that patient is going to heal slower. They're going to develop other diseases. They're going to have a suppressed immune system. There are so many things that connect those dots that just having a couple of conversations with your patient may actually prevent a greater hardship for them down the road. 
Definitely. But the problem is, is we have to bring these denture wares back into the office. Like the lady you were talking about it. You know, she paid $125 for a denture. She doesn't even remember when she got it. Absolutely. As I said, they're not going to the dentist. They're going to the drugstore. And I think that uh, dental organiz organizations like the ADA, they're so focused on sealants and children and you know, let's think about the adults who really, really need us. And, and there just hasn't been a campaign. I mean, 41 million dentures is a lot of Americans. It sure is. And it's growing. Hey, guys, now a quick word about our sponsor. I'm really excited to announce that we've partnered with United Medical Credit to offer an exclusive deal just to TBOD members. Now, United Medical Credit is a patient financing provider with unique waterfall lending process. It allows them to approve a much wider range of applicants. In fact, the widest range of applicants in the entire field. I've been using United Medical Credit in my practice for a couple of years now, and I'm seeing great results. They really speak for themselves. I see at least 30% increase in the number of patients who are actually approved whenever going through UMC. And the best part is patients are accepting treatment. More acceptance, more patients means more revenue. Right now, they're offering TVOD members a special discount of 0% merchant fees until the end of the year. That's right, until the end of 2021, you get 0% merchant fees charged. And they're gonna give you a 30% discount for life after that. Now, if you wanna claim this offer for your practice, go to www.unitedmedicalcredit.com forward slash TBOD, or as always, you can go to Dockoff Investments, click on the deal section, look up UMC and register. Thanks a lot guys and UMC, thanks for sponsoring. So Lauren, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you, you, you worked in the, in Texas for 35 years, some odd, you worked in dentistry for 51 years at this point. Um, at what point did you say, you know, there, there are some things that I don't have, I need to make them. Um, and then you realize that you are creating something, a solution to a problem that other people have. Uh, I've done that a lot of times in my career. Um, you know, back over 20 years ago, uh, I had a lot of problem. I, I had a, I did a lot of cosmetic cases. I was, uh, I was big in cosmetics. You know, it's funny how dentistry follows the baby boomers. <laughs> you know, because when I first got in, because I'm a baby boomer, and when I first got into it, the whole excitement was white fillings. Uh, wow, they don't have to be silver. Then uh, bonding, you know, for cosmetics, and then veneers and, and uh, white crowns and no metal. And now it's implants. <laughs> now it's full arch treatment. You know, I, and it's... There's so much to that story that you're leaving out, so much to that journey. Um, I, um, I've had the I've had the the privilege of talking with some dentists who have been in the field for a long time. Paul Homily is one of my favorites, and um, he told me how they were going to try to they were trying to take his license for doing bonding for cosmetic bonding, and um, really? now you, you see people on Instagram who aren't even dentists doing it, and oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's um, it's it's quite a quite a journey we've gone through as a profession here. Um, not necessarily to the destination I, I would 
have us go to, but. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, uh, you know, there's amateur photographers, but nowadays there's amateur dentists. I mean, there's so much do-it-yourself right. dentistry on YouTube. It's scary. It's, it's it very scary. But uh, I don't know how we got on that subject. Well, it, we, we, we were going through um, what it was that caused you to open up Dr. B's Dental Solutions, what the path to that looked like. And we mentioned some of the steps that you've gone through in your career, um, that you were really heavily into cosmetics at one point. You talked about. Oh, yes, yes. Well, you know, what I was saying is uh, when I was doing veneers um, and I, I always liked doing dentures. One reason I liked doing dentures was it was reversible. if they didn't like the smile the the most easily reversible most easily reversible of all you don't like these there you go let's redo it you know but when you were seating 10 20 veneers it wasn't so easy to redo it right and uh you know a lot of the times it was just a matter of different shapes and different lengths and i didn't realize that and, you know, I would finish a case. I thought it was great. And the next day, the patient wasn't happy. And I would be suffering from post-cementation depression. And so from that, I created, uh, you know, the Lauren Library Smile Style Guide. It was a big deal at the time. Uh, we had, a, it was a booklet. It was, it, was, it was scientifically designed and it was confirmed by nature according to the three shapes of centrals, laterals, and canines, and basically three length combinations. And we had a digital version that was for cosmetic imaging. It was way ahead of its time. So that was something that, you know, really, that, I think that had a big effect. But the main thing was, I, I always, even when I was doing all these fixed cases, I always liked to have a denture practice because I liked it. And it was fun. And compared to fixed, it was stress-free. I never understood dentists who say, oh, I hate dentures. I hate dentures. My God, is it was the easiest thing I did. <laughs> you, know? you know, I so here's here's a big difference between those two types of patients. First of all, they have totally different personality types. Um, the right. person who has dentures who comes in wants to be able to eat. The person who comes or in the mirrors, they want or, or smile or talk without being embarrassed or any any number of other things, but it's not a I want to improve the cosmetics of who I am. It's not a t- it's not a real um, it's not a what I, I call energy intensive patient. <laughs> they, right. they don't require exactly. a lot of upkeep, you know? And the other thing is with dentures, you can look at a patient and you can set their expectations on the floor. Exactly. Getting dentures is going to be the worst thing you've ever done, but it's better than having no teeth at all. You're going to hate them. They're going to flip around. They're going to flop around. They're not going to eat right. You know, and then when they're better than what you told them, you're all of a sudden a fucking miracle worker. Now with veneers, you can't do that. Oh, your veneers are going to look like shit. Well, then why am I paying you? I'm leaving. You know, (laughs) you you don't have the same leeway there uh, to set the expectations where they need to be to impress the patient. Well, you you know, you hit on a good point there because I've always thought, um, you know, I probably could have done better in my career, but I always, uh, tended to underpromise and try to overdeliver. Absolutely. And I probably lost a few patients because I, 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 I told them, I don't know <laughs> if I could help them, but you know, I, I, uh, it probably helped me last a lot longer too. 
but uh, no, it's true. The, a fixed patient, a veneer patient, these people were very fussy. And a denture patient, you're, you're basically making something out of nothing. And that's a, that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I had a veneer patient come in one time and she wanted me to redo all of her veneers because when she turned in the mirror, her lateral incisor, the distal edge of it, wasn't as rounded as she thought it should be. And so I said, well, show me how you saw this. So she takes out a mirror from her purse, puts it over here, then takes her phone and does this number right oh there. You God. see it? <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you are crazy. <laughs> you know, really, that was why I like to balance my veneer patients right. with dentures. Okay, patients. I just I just did a veneer case. I'm gonna go and relax and do a couple of dentures now. But it, it's well, very it's rewarding. You know, and, and all of it can be rewarding. rewarding. Don't get me wrong. All of it can be rewarding. But when you take someone, you convert them from, as you said, your words were so, so perfect, a dental cripple. And you convert them into someone who can smile and laugh and enjoy the foods that they want to enjoy for, for the most part. Um, that, that's magical. You know, it is. Uh, but the sad part is there's, tens of millions of Americans out there with old crummy dentures and they don't know that we can help them and help Absolutely. them you know, just by making better dentures, newer dentures, better fitting dentures. But by adding implants, we can, you know, really, as you said, increase their chewing power, increase their uh, nutritional intake. And in the cases of OSA, and I'll bet, you know, you talk about, of those 41 million, probably 80% of them have OSA. Absolutely. Uh, you, you, can, you can really help those people. So if you had some advice that you could give to a dentist, because as you said, this is a, a relatively not untapped field, but a lot of people don't like dentures. They don't enjoy dentures. They don't know how to do them well. We're getting to the point where their instructors in school don't know how to do them well, and they find them frustrating. And so they're not teaching them maybe some of the things that I learned. Um, I, from one of the first things I did was take the Mossad course, which was world changing for me compared to what they taught us in school. So if you had some advice to give younger dentists who are listening to this specifically for dealing with dentures, um, what would that be? I mean, what, what steps would you take to get better, to get good? Um, you know, I'm kind of out of the field right now, um, as far as CE, but you'll never go wrong with Joe Massad. Right. <laughs> and he's still teaching uh, up in Oklahoma. He's on faculty at a million universities. Um, right now, there aren't too many pure denture courses that I'm aware of. Uh, they're usually tied in with overdentures, which is a great thing. Right. Uh, but, you know, well, you I, can't. Loren, it, it sounds like sounds like you have an opportunity right there. Uh yeah, my plate's kind of full, <laughs> but I certainly would support anybody out there that's doing um, continuing education for dentures because it is true. I mean, my requirement in, in dental school, we had to do like eight arches at least. And I think I ended up doing like 20. Mm -hmm. and now I think that dentists got out of dental school without even doing a denture on a live patient or at least that's what I've heard at some dental schools. And that's, that's crazy. 
That's crazy. I mean, how are, you know, we don't have dentures in America like they do in Canada. And these people are really suffering. I think that denture wares are better served in Canada because they have dentures uh, to take care of them. It's, it's a and, good thing because they also have socialized medicine. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need more dentures. Yes. But, you know, we really need to, um, I don't know. It's, it's like denture wares have been neglected by the dental profession. And that's why they're not going to the dentist. They don't feel the need. Nobody's saying you need to go there for oral cancer checkups. Um, are you, do you snore? Um, how's your, do, do things not taste the same? You know, these are all reasons for these people to come back to the dentist. So guys, if you're out there and you're a young dentist and you're thinking about starting your own practice, it might behoove you to become the guy for dentures. You will have patients out the wazoo. All you have to do is advertise it. Tell other dentists that you're willing to do their denture cases. Um, you know, send them back for implants and whatever, but get good at dentures and you can make a really decent living doing that, especially because it's a vanishing art. So, and especially with social media. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, I, I know quite a few dent dentists that have done very well promoting their denture practice on social media, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of thing. Uh, because these people are looking, they, they want to know, they, they don't want to, they're not just walking into a dentist. I mean, this is why affordable dentures has exploded, right. absolutely exploded. It's why Aspen Dental is now Aspen Dental and Dentures, because they have recognized the need for it. And, you know, not all these denture wearers are low income. A lot of them have been in dentures for a long time and have become very successful. And they're ashamed and they don't know where to go. So, but they're going to these places. And these places, you know, they, I will, they, they specialize in it. They have a lab. Um, I really think that this is a tremendous opportunity for every dentist out there. I completely um, agree. And, and you can't. I'll be very honest with you. You, you can't go wrong trying to compete with those denture mills because frankly, their cost might be super low, but their quality is too. Well, yeah. I mean, you can just um, imagine doing teledentistry for dentures. Uh, all the, there's very few things you can diagnose or come close to diagnosing on a teledental Zoom call like somebody who needs yes, dentures. <laughs> you, know, you take a look, they open up, you go, you know, I think maybe this, yeah, you, you would you would benefit with dentures or yeah, maybe the, all those teeth got to go, do some implants. And, you know, because they're afraid to come in in the first place. I can't tell you because I, 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 I'm a member of some of these denture Facebook groups and so many people say, oh my God, I had an appointment, I canceled it, I got too scared. But if they could have just had a Zoom call, maybe the dentist could have won them over and brought them in. All right. So, Lorenzo, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about Dr. B's Dental Solutions real quick, folks. If you've listened to this point, you have just earned yourself a discount. Uh, Lorenzo, what is that code? It is, I got to pull it, Doc Hoff, D-O-C-H-O-F, all caps, 20. Doc, Doc off 20. 20. And it's 
all wholesale case orders, 20% off. Uh, the the deal never expires. First time orders. All right. So guys, we are going we'll get to get as much as you can because it doesn't expire. It's like we're, Twinkies. We're going to, no, right? <laughs> so we're going to show you some products real quick. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, do you remember Spaceballs? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like doing the yoga voice. <laughs> it's, it's Dr. B, the toothbrush. It's... <laughs> So we got a we got a denture brush here, uh, one of the products you guys sell. We have got clear that dent denture brush is is ideal for the mouth too. It's the best way to remove adhesive uh, from the gums, the palate, even your tongue. It's better than any tongue scraper, and it's got an ergonomic handle. All right, we've got the denture wipes here. These are terrific for on-the-go hygiene. Uh, you know, when somebody's out, they get something caught under their denture, they go in the restroom, they use one for their denture, one for their gums, and then they throw it out. It's, it's ideal for um, overdentures to polish the abutments. Um, Zest highly recommends them as they do all of our products. And <laughs> off the shelf, um, we, we were told a lot of people use it to clean their dog's teeth. And we do too now. So no more doggy breath. Okay. And we've got our moisturizer. Uh, adhesive. Adhesive dent. You know, this is interesting. Um, Polydent, Fixident, Effordent, they've been around for like 80, 90 years. And uh, they're all owned by Big Pharma. And all of their dental products have the ABA seal of approval. But uh, their denture adhesive didn't. Uh, we were the first denture adhesive to earn the ADA seal of acceptance. Excellent. That's, and, and speaking of the ADA seal of acceptance, we've got our, let me see. Paste. There we go. Uh, this, I found the sweet spot. Thank you. Cleanadent paste is the first and only toothpaste to gain the acceptance of the ADA for all dental prosthetics, implants, and the mouth i.e. you can use it to brush de your dentures because toothpaste is too abrasive for dentures. It allows, right. you know, bacteria and fungi to colonize and it stain and loses its uh, polish. And, and if you're not is, telling your patients not to brush their dentures, they are. They are. <laughs> Same with all on fours, you know, but they can do it with this clean and dent paste. Uh, we've got tons of pictures of people who had like all on fours printed and they got all stained. They use our paste. It's all gone. Uh, but it's, and it's great to clean, uh, implants. It, it's, it moisturizes. I mean, there's no toothpaste like it out there. It's got a pH of 9.5. So there's no fluoride, but it's naturally cariogenic. Um, but people love it to get the adhesive off of their stuff. Oh, you know, what's great when a patient walks in and, you know, for your the denture appointment, whether you're doing impressions or records or whatever, and you tell them, do not wear denture adhesive. And you have your front desk text them, do not wear denture adhesive. And they come in and they got denture adhesive. And you look at it, you go, why did you? And they always have too much. And I say, why'd you do that? And then you try to get it out with a towel or something. It was gross. And they'd be bah! like this. Now you just hand them the brush and some wipes if you want and the paste. And you point to the sink and you say, get all that adhesive, all that gunk off of the denture, out of your mouth, and call me when you get it, when it's all done. 
and you'll see in like a few minutes, they'll call you and say, Doc, it's all out. Hey, my mouth feels terrific. Where do I get mm-hmm. this stuff? And so it's, it's a great, great time saver. But uh, people love it because they, they say it's, it is better than uh, anything out there for dry mouth as a toothpaste. Okay. Um, so that brings us to the... This is the liquid crystal. This is the... It's we, there we touched on that. It's the professional strength, only uh, liquid disinfecting soap cleanser that kills candida, strep, actinomyces, E. coli, more, you know, we're talking about thrush, pneumonia, uh, digestive issues, and it works pretty much instantly. Uh, we have a, the next thing, the sonic cleaner that has a timer. You don't need the sonic cleaner for the liquid crystal to work, but the sonic cleaner is really cool. Uh, and all you need for the liquid crystal is five to 15 minutes to disinfect anything. Now, if you do have a soft liner or uh, O-rings for an overdenture, we recommend that you don't use the liquid crystal for more than 15 minutes. That's the only thing. But if it's hard denture, it really shouldn't make a difference. So something you guys don't have in your lineup, but I will share one of my secrets from, uh, from dentistry. Um, no secret. I love dentures. Uh, I, what I built my practice on is dentures and implants. So one of the things that I discovered. So you should be telling us the courses everybody should be taking. Yeah, I'm just interviewing. So he teaches for Zest and I know Zest is putting on some terrific courses out there. So if, Dr. You're, using, if you're using PIP, all right, and you're adjusting a denture, the easiest way to get PIP out is baby wipes. I learned that from an old denturist from Canada. They use baby wipes to get it out because it's a lanolin-based indicator. And that's exactly what those baby wipes are made to take out. That and the poop, you know. <laughs> if you got poop well, in the I denture think, too, it, you, you're covered. I think you, I think the, that you'll like the clean and dent wipes for the same reason. Excellent. Good, good. Right. Bet. Well, Dr. B, thank you for coming on today and uh, kind of sharing uh, some of your journey with us and, um, and giving our, our members a discount, uh, which again is D-O-C-H-O-F-20. Again, DocHoff20. Um, and you just go to Dr. B's Dental Solutions. Uh, do you have a website or should they just? It's, oh, yeah. We have uh, the drbdentalsolutions.com or drbdentalsolutions.com. And we have another website that we're working on that you could check out, denturewares.com. Actually, actually, um, right now, everybody out there listening, if you wanted to uh, be listed on denturewares.com, just go to the site. Uh, At this time, there's no charge. And just go to for dental professionals and sign up and build up your profile put your website there and um, start answering questions because we are getting questions from denture wearers every day. Fantastic. Well. Oh, and I touched on the Lauren library, the smile guide. It's that's also on denture under choose your smile. So when you're doing those tough fixed cases, you might want to get your patient's input looking at that first. Fantastic. Well, Lauren, thank you for joining us today and uh, kind of sharing part of your journey with us. 
Uh, folks, thank you for joining us for the Deer Doc podcast and for um, listening to the sound of our voices for an hour. We hope that you found this beneficial. And uh, as always, go forth, do good work. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Deer Doc podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Deer Doc podcast on all major platforms.